Hey everybody, as we approach the Thanksgiving holiday, we just want to say that, you know, we're thankful that you listen to this podcast because in reality, you do have a lot of choices for podcasts and we're not saying that this is the best choice, but hopefully if you if you give it a listen over some cranberry sauce and some stuffing, maybe at least you'll have an okay time, pull out that gizzard and say hooray. There's a bug in there. Thanks for joining. Welcome. <clears throat> Welcome back. <laughs> on, go ahead. That was just a test. Okay. Welcome back. We are, we've reached episode 16. Thank you. You're welcome. Tonight we have gathered just Carl and I this evening. He spent some time with Mitski, Be the Cowboy, and I listened to War Paints self-titled and we're going to talk about who are you i'm steve ellis and my name's carl still not kevin get it right sarah said she might make gritty christmas ornaments oh that would be great maybe that was a surprise i wasn't supposed to tell you oh well just so you know, Gritty is actually Santa Claus. That wouldn't surprise me that much. You guys saw Santa, right? Yeah, we saw Santa at Cabela's. How was? <laughs> Are you familiar with Cabela's? It's like a hunting store, right? It sure is. <laughs> How was that? It was good. Like Santa wasn't on duty, so we didn't have to pay. He just was down with sitting down in his chair, and the kids saw him. What do you mean he wasn't on duty, but he was posing with kids? That is on duty. Like he was, no, he was, <laughs> he, the store was about to be closed and he was just still there. But like we talked to him, we're like, cause we were there for, to see him, you know, but, but you went he late? Was, yeah, I guess it, were, it was late and he was still there cause they were doing a private event. Cause that's what Santa does at Cabela's. Uh, and then he said he would still be happy to take a picture and let Mirabelle tell him what she wanted. And, and then she did, she did. How did, did she she wasn't freaked out by that dude? No, Rosie was though, for yeah. sure. Rosie wasn't having it, so she didn't get to tell Santa what she wanted. <laughs> but Mirabel did, and then um, Bruce, one of the managers, took a couple pictures of us of, of as a family with Santa at Cabela's, and then he asked, asked us if we were interested in a, in a club card. <laughs> did he really? I said no, but strangely enough, some of the things Mirabel asked Santa for could have been bought at Cabela's. Like what? <laughs> like a camping tent. <laughs> and I thought it was planned because she she's like because I saw Santa's eyes light up. He's like, well, actually, I could just go around the to aisle fourteen and pick that up for you. <laughs> was it a cashier? Like a, he also was a cashier? No, no. <laughs> like it just said it said Nick in his name tag for Cabela's. Did it really? No, no, no. Oh, it didn't. Bummer. He was dressed as Santa. He was Santa. <laughs> He was yeah. Tim Allen. <laughs> What's going on with Isabel? <laughs> I think that's uh, dreaming. Oh, can you tell her to stop? <laughs> Is he? It's freaking me out.
So you listened to Warpaint's self-titled. Uh, I think I might have mentioned last week that I had never seen them live. Almost did once in Detroit, but I didn't. Uh, and I'm not sure how I got introduced to them, but I did. And I liked the album. Cool story, that, bro. It was like a dreamy sound to the record and an enjoyable experience for me. Looking forward to hearing what you thought about it. Haven't seen them live. Tell me about it. Go ahead. I was thinking about Lions football. What? Don't be talking about the Lions. <laughs> touchy about the Lions. Great Lakes and Lions. Don't. Don't go there. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I, uh, when you... When you told me to listen to Warpaint self-titled, I thought the reason I said last week, I said, is that a super group or, or I might've said, does that have members of another band? Mm-hmm. Cause I thought it was, um, uh, wild flag, um, different band that is a super group. Um, this is a super band. I don't believe it's classified as a super group. So once I got the that straightened out, <laughs> smooth sailing from there. Um, so this came out in 2013. And um, I was really surprised that I was not... Usually, I, I was aware of the name. Obviously, I confuse it with other bands, though. Um, but I had no idea at all what it sounded like. So I guess first I was, when I went to listen to it, I kind of saw the, I saw the album art first and it's pretty sweet. It's like, I think it's, um, maybe all four members. It's hard to tell. I think it's for the four members of the band kind of superimposed on each other, like a quadruple negative. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, kind of like on a light box. So it's like in this atmospheric glowing square. And then it has this cool black border around it and war paint, just all caps, fat, sans serif, kind of a, it just felt classic. Like I could see, uh, like Sabbath having the same treatment, not necessarily with the photo collage, but like with that border and the just real straightforward, um, typography. And pretty much, so a lot. I've experienced this quite a bit when you recommend me something. At, at first, I'm like, no, 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 I'm not <laughs> like this. But in this case, uh, right away, I was like, oh man, this is really good. How do I? How do I not? How have I not heard this? Like the intro hit me. Uh, it's actually Just called intro. It's a called intro, right? And it it feels very. It really leads into that the first song, "Keep It Healthy." So they feel like one piece, kind of the intro on "Keep It Healthy." Um, but yeah, just dark and uh, dreamy, soft, layered, um, kind of like bouncy, uh, almost. Uh, hip hop beats, but mm-hmm. a lot of mostly live drums. I think there's some drum machine stuff mixed in there. Um, just definitely, I, it was real easy for me to get into this. And um, that first, that first one, uh, first two tracks are just so powerful. I was like, loved it right away. 
it reminded me of, did you ever listen to uh, Portishead? Mm-mm. It reminded me a lot of them. Um, they kind of blended genres in a similar way where it was, it was like mostly live instrument based, but they would have, well, there's probably some drum machine mixed in there in Portishead too. It's been a long time, but just the overall dark kind of artsy vibe felt similar. I pulled this from the Wikipedia page. They say Warpaint's style has been characterized as art rock, dream pop, psychedelic rock. Um, NME has described their style as intermittently emerging from plaintive moods into harder rocking. They play expansive, lushy, harmonic psych rock songs with enough time changes to satisfy even the most beardy prog rock bong tokers. (laughs) I take offense to that. (laughs) Which part? What do you mean? All of it. Um, I don't know about the harder rocking. I mean, I wouldn't say any part rocks hard on this record and that's not, I'm not, um, it's not a bad thing. It's just a fact. The first several listens, probably the first four or five, I felt like I somewhat disengaged about halfway through the record. Mm-hmm. And like still enjoyed it, but like just didn't feel as um, as much energy from it. But I listened to this one quite a bit over the week, probably, uh, I don't know, a dozen times. And I noticed that in the past couple of days when I've been listening to it, and especially today, the second half of the record felt it's like becomes kind of looser and more atmospheric. And I was just as excited about it as the first half. So I don't know if they get that dreamy quality if, because it's, if it's because of the way they layer the different vocals and the way they all are kind of singing in different times. Yeah. But, that's part of it. I would say for sure, but they definitely achieve that effect. And I think that they're going for it. So that, uh, Wikipedia entry is about their sound is it's whatever, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to update it later with this. Um, I have some genres in mind for them. Um, double negative rock divorce, art house, haunted diorama jams, puppeteer tea time music. And then, um, I crossed out puppeteer tea time music and came up with something better. The soundtrack for a handful of puppeteers who get together, who get together the third Sunday of every month to have breakfast at Denny's and talk about puppeting. And they don't care if you think that sounds uncool. That's exactly what they sound like. Am I right? I think that's pretty right on. Um, Denny's, if you're listening, we could work out a sponsorship situation uh, underwriting. I don't know what they call it in the biz, but you know what I'm talking about. We need people. We've been advertising sad boy vape lounge for <laughs> a month and a half now. They keep sending me jewels. <laughs> I, uh, I did look up videos for this band and I was nervous to do that because I feel like a video can, can ruin a song if you don't like the video. Yeah. If it's like totally, uh, clashing with your artistic vision for what you're listening to. Yeah, for sure. And I just don't like, I don't know. I I'm easily turned off by like production value, like too, too much money thrown at a, a video for no reason, Mm -hmm. like costumes for no reason. But I was 
I was pleasantly surprised. There's a, have you seen the video for uh, Keep It Healthy and Disco Vary, their one video? Yeah, isn't, aren't they just walking like by a skate park or something? Yeah, the first half is for Disco Vary and they're walking and it's kind of like rap video-esque where they're just like kind of singing at the camera. And then, and it's daytime. And then the second half of the video is uh, for Keep It Healthy and it's nighttime and it's just a lot of scenes of dude skating. Um, I thought it was really cool. It looked like practically free to make. Um, It didn't look like the band members uh, got dressed for the uh, video shoot. It looked like they were like on their way to Ralph's and (laughs) they were like, oh yeah, we have that video thing or whatever. And then they went and did it. I think they're probably going to Vaughn's. Is that a grocery store? It's like, yeah, you can find them next to Ralph's out there. So yeah, I was, I was really, I was happy with that video. Thank you Warp, for making a video that I can stomach. It didn't have any wind machines or like a choir of boys or anything like that. Did you ever see, it reminded me a lot of the bat for lashes video. Uh, what's a girl to do? Have you seen this? No. Okay. You got to check it out. It's really cool. It's a girl riding a BMX. It's the the singer riding a BMX at night and singing the song. And there's like she has a whole crew of people on BMXs with um, animal masks on. And there's like choreographed BMXing. It's like that bear mask that I had. Yeah, similar. But these are like um, not just uh, plastic that sit on the front of the face. These are, these are like full animal heads. Ew. Yeah. So I want to add uh, Go In, which is one of the dreamier ones. Uh, Sun, which is the last one, which is very dreamy and it has a little drummer boy beat for Christmas and um, a cool guitar lick in the outro. And Disco Very, which is like the hip hop one. I like Sun a lot, actually. I was wondering if what your thoughts were on that song. So that's good. Yeah. That's one of the ones that took me like a dozen lessons before I was really uh, bought in, but now I'm in, I have a, uh, haiku feel free to ask questions. You might, you might get this. Uh, you might not, uh, so sick of seeing John's teeth on the bathroom sink, dude. I can't even John. Mm hmm. Your friend, John, that I know? (laughs) No. um, So uh, one of the women in this band uh, dated John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And this is like a breakup haiku for them when like they'd gotten past the honeymoon stage and it just like things just weren't going that great anymore. And he, he supposedly doesn't have any real teeth because... Uh, he lost them all when he was uh, doing tons of heroin. So he has his false teeth are on the sink and she just can't even. Is that how you say his last name? For Shante, yeah. Uh, I had that wrong for like a decade. How are you saying it? Not that. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> and um, I reviewed the uh, our rating system. Sarah emailed it to me at uh, 7.32 p.m. this evening. And um, so I feel confident that uh, four bugs 
And just to refresh our memories, that is, this is one of my new favorite albums and it has earned a spot in my regular rotation. I thought that's what you were going to give it. And it looks like I was right. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, when you know better, you do better, as Oprah said. listen to uh, Mitski be the cowboy and um, Megan uh, is really into this and recommended her to me and it took me a little while to get into it at first I was I was feeling resistant to it but after a few listens I got really into it and I don't I'm excited for you to talk about this because I don't know anything about her. If you did any research at all, you know more about her than I do. So please enlighten me. Well, I know a lot now. Um, I had no idea who Mitski was prior to this assignment. Uh, the first thing I was trying to do per your request was try to figure out what you liked about it because it seemed like um, you didn't expect to like it as you mentioned last week uh, so i tried to through the first listen figure out why it appealed to you and it was pretty easy i think so i'll start with that did you have a framed picture of me on the desk and a candle like, okay yeah. cool uh and a ouija board uh to i think for me the the thing i think that drew you to it is the, like the lyrical content, the themes of like sadness and, and lonely because you like sad music. That's, that seemed like the obvious choice to me I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'll start with that. You're, uh, sadly you are right. <laughs> Vape boy lounge. So Mitski is her first name. Actually, I thought that was a weird uh, stage name, but no, that's her first name. She was, is a Japanese American singer songwriter from, uh, I think she maybe was born in Japan and they moved to New York city, her parents, but that's where she rose to critical acclaim from. Um, so now you know that you're welcome. Wikipedia. So that's probably why you liked it. I think I hit that nail on the head. Anything else? No, I guess we're done here. Yep. So to, to expand on the themes of all of that, the, it's like pretty clear the, the lyrics are very straightforward for the most part, unless you think about them in different ways, but the themes all kind of touch on like the sadness being lonely. She's wanting more. She's wanting to be loved, regret, things like that. And the lyrics reflect that. But as I was doing more and more research to find out like what things were truly about, it, they just stumbled upon several interviews and, and live performances. And it was very enjoyable to hear her explain like the name of the album and what certain songs mean. Mm. So I found uh, an interview with Trevor Noah on the daily show. Are you familiar with that version of the daily show? The new, like the newer one. Uh, yeah, I've never seen it, but well, basically like Trevor Noah came into his own, like with all of the, like Trump stuff happening in the last few years. Like, you know, cause it's for most comedians that are hosting a show, it's like all fodder for that. But he, he 
asking intelligent questions and is a good interviewer, but basically she was on there and she was talking about be the cowboy and how to her, it represents the arrogance that like white cowboy figures, like either in movies or in that era of time would just feel like they could walk in into any town and do whatever they wanted. So she wanted to experience what that arrogance might have felt like, (laughs) like as an Asian American woman, like feeling that white person arrogance walking through like what a cowboy or an older white man would feel like walking through a town. That's pretty great. Yeah. So that's why she named it that. And she said that a lot of the songs, even though she might say it's like, Oh, I'm wanting to be loved. It's a lot of the times it's her being lonely on a a tour or on vacation, like writing music and then using that loneliness to write the songs or to invoke some sort of feeling or meaning out of the sadness she was feeling. So I thought that was really insightful into her songwriting process. And I also found a video on Genius because I wanted to reread the lyrics, even though it was pretty easy to hear them and interpret them mm-hmm. um, with each listen. But there's a video of her like walking through the song Nobody on Genius.com. I suggest you do that because it's just kind of funny. She's pretty pretty funny to listen to. Talk about her her record. Check that out. That's the site that you can like Wikipedia add lyrics to and whether they be correct or not. Mm. So you can go edit all the Wham lyrics that you uploaded last week. <laughs> I Yeah, so I probably listened to this song like 25 plus times, this record 25 plus times oh, wow. in the last week. So you pretty much like never turned it off. No, I didn't. It's still on right now. I don't, I can, are you there? <laughs> What's pretty amazing is that the songs are very, very, they're max, I think three minute, 13 seconds. So they're pretty short, but they're very, very catchy. But at the same time, they're kind of hard to sing along with because the way she's accentuate certain parts of words and she's singing it's like always even within the same song a little bit different than the last time she sang it in the chorus it's 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 kind of unique because when you're singing along which i was in the car it was almost like i would get it wrong even though i knew the words it was kind of i like picturing you like at a red light just really trying to get it right, but missing. It's frustrating, but I was like, damn, how did she, how did she do that? So I don't know. That's a, an interesting characteristic of a singer to be able to do that, to throw me off me, Carl in the car. And then I, and then I picture like a whole family on the way to, um, Costco, they catch you in your car. Not not singing, sing, not singing along. Me and my husband, we're doing better. <laughs> or like, I'll have the window half down, going going past the White Clay Creek State Park, and the that officer Jake sees me, and I'm like, toss your dirty jeans in my washing machine. Our baby banging up inside, and he's like, son, do you have identification? Yeah, he wrote Samantha down for Sarah. <laughs> Uh, I also looked up some of the live performances, which is another reason why I think Mitski's great because it just, she's doing different things in each performance that I saw, like whether in a, like a solo performance on the daily show where she was just using acoustic guitar or this tour for this album. And she's just standing still at the microphone doing weird things with her arm. It looks like, like robotic sharp robotic movements that are stiff, but like, I like it's, the sound of that. Yeah, it's weird. What song did she do on The Daily Show? Uh, Geyser, the first song. Cool. Yeah, there's just a lot of things happening on this. The, a lot of sounds, like weird synthy sounds that I kind of, of late, I've been interested in. And um, 
I've been revisiting a lot of songs from the eighties for that specific sound. Mm. So I, I, that appealed to me for whatever reason, but there's just a couple of really weird things like on geyser. There's a, like a little glitch in the, oh, yeah. like, did you catch that? Yeah. That's not, it's not there in any other part of the record. So I, that just kind of, it threw me off at first. Cause I was listening with headphones. I thought I was having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, it's, um, it's nice that it's in like the first 10 seconds or whatever. Cause it kind of right away. You're like, Oh, this is weird stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Weird stuff. In the first lesson I did with headphones. So I was confused, but then it doesn't happen again. But then the other weird thing is at the end of the song loans from love, it's, it's like she gets done singing and then walks out of the studio and you hear the metronome going back and forth, clicking with like pop, 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 the digital one. And she says something I can't hear, but there aren't any other songs where there's something after the vocals cut out. So I thought that was weird too, but I, that kind of thing I think is hilarious and awesome to include. That's cool. Cause, um, uh, the intro in war paint has like, a somebody apologizing for messing up and then it starts. Yeah. That, that's, that made me laugh too. Cause I was re-listening to that as well. Yeah. Love it. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I think right away I connected to this album, and I don't know what it was. What it was that hooked me so easily. It was like the the way the music sounds, like the instrumentation behind her vocals, or like the way her voice sounds, her talent as a singer, like the weirdness, the sad, sad boy lyrics, uh, idiosyncrasies of the record itself. Cause I, and then I started listening to the rest of her catalog, you know, and cause I listened to it mostly in the car driving. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know. So I, I'm borrowing your other segment times to listen to this album. Please let's have it any old fucking time. Cause it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, this is Sarah's new ranking system for what five stars should be. This is one of the greatest albums I've ever encountered, even though I hadn't heard it before listening to it was somehow as if a piece of myself was being revealed as if the album pierced through space and time to reveal a part of me to myself. I am forever indebted to you for sharing with me. We are not blood brothers. Five. Yeah. I'm giving it easy five because I didn't, I, I was very, I, I didn't think that that would happen, especially with this new rating, but like I, I made it through one listen easily and I wasn't expecting it to resonate as much as it did. And then I was basically hooked ever since. And I'm really uh, excited about her as a performer and I have had this on repeat and I don't think it'll make its way out of my rotation. So thank you, Megan. Yeah. Thank you, Megan, for sending it to you. Thank you to you for sending it to me. Loved it. That's awesome. I didn't, um, I didn't expect it to have that kind of, for you to have that. I, I guess I, th- I thought you'd like it, but it, that could be kind of the extent of it. Like it'd be like a, uh, an okay time, but I no, think it was more than that. It was amazing. Cool. Good job, Mitski. We hit five. So we broke the podcast. <laughs> we broke it. Uh, here's the pod or the haiku podku podku couples only skate. I'm waiting for my partner songs over too bad. <laughs>
<laughs> the delivery is as important as your um, your words. Thank you so much. It's a real sad boy delivery, and I think it's effective and I, it's inspiring. I love this album. <laughs> I need somebody to remember my name. So good. Shut up and go listen to it. Carl Grashit. <laughs> That's a direct quote from me about this album. That's tricky territory when you start quoting yourself. <laughs> what do you mean, me? <laughs> Next would be a song of the week. Just one. Just one. Who gets to pick one? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I'm picking Wham! Last Christmas, one of the only two songs from uh, that are Christmas related that I ever want to hear. You really like that song? Yeah. All because right. they, they start... <laughs> really? Because they start playing Christmas music well before Thanksgiving, and I've been able, unable to avoid it, so I might as well celebrate one of the two songs that I appreciate of this time of year. You do realize this is going to be on the mix year round. That's fine. The other one is Feliz Navidad. You like that song too? I love it. I love it. Um, I'm going to add Bat for Lashes uh, What's a Girl to Do from uh, 2006 on a record called Fur and Gold. I think you would like it. I think you should listen to it. Um, it's kind of, um, dark atmospheric genre bending like our friends over at war paint. Yeah. Speaking of them too, I was going to mention to you as well, would have been a good uh, runner up if not for last Christmas by wham, um, war paint did a good cover Bowie cover of ashes to ashes that you should, it's worth listening to. You know, there was, um, there was like a series of covers, right. By this, the lead singer. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Well, I was looking at um, their Instagram and it's cool. They, I don't know if you follow it, but they promote like all the different members, solo stuff and project and art projects and stuff like that through the main. Yeah. Um, And I forget what the woman's name is, but one of the kind of uh, lyricists, um, she's i believe her family's from paradise california so oh fuck yeah um i'm not sure that she still has family there but it sounded like she lived there as a kid so um there was like a lot of um kind of it looked like fundraising and some uh benefit shows one that uh ty was playing thank you Mm, thank you How about next week? Uh, what about it? <laughs> I'm just wondering what you're up to next week. Listening to Mitski still, probably. Yeah, most likely. Do you think you could fit something else in? Maybe, but I want that on vinyl. Um, I was thinking about strong female vocalists, and I was so I'm going to make you listen to, ask you to listen to Adele's 21, because I, I enjoyed that album too. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. Really? Yeah. 
And I want I want to see that little thing on the right when it says spot on Spotify when it says like Steve Ellis is listening to Rolling in the Deep. Oh my god, I can't wait. Screenshot it for me, will you? That I think you broke the podcast for real. No, don't worry. All right, I'll I'm gonna listen to it, but telling you right now, I'm gonna hate every second of it. If you could just give it a one, but she's such a strong vocalist, I would I think you'd be doing her a disservice if you gave it a zero. Um, I'm gonna have you listen to. Do you know U.S. Maple? Mm-mm. All right, U.S. Maple. Uh, the record is called uh, Acre Thrills. Sometimes I just don't know where you come up. Oh, that's why. Hmm. I was just, I wasn't using the period. Oh yeah. You got to use the periods. Oh, I found it. Acre thrills. Yep. Enjoy that Adele. <laughs> I'm mad. Okay. Time is a production produced by Sarah Taylor Cummings. We record it in Newark, Delaware and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. If you'd like to leave us a five-star review, we recommend that you do be thankful that we give you an okay time every week. Enjoy some cranberry gizzards on us. Uh, with each five-star review, we'll mail you one in the mail. Uh, you can follow Steve at Hereford on Instagram or me, Carl Grashit at Carl Grashit on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Um, the intro and outro music that you're listening to right now is provided by the Hokkaido Concern of Newark, Delaware. Gizzard pulling dudes from a small town near the UD. Drink plenty of milk and hang up their clothes. <laughs> Just like everyone else. Just like everybody else. Hope you have a good Thanksgiving. This will probably come out after Thanksgiving, maybe before, maybe on Thanksgiving. Go listen to that Mitski. I'm mad.